welcome everyone to the NBA podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I am your host, Munaf Manji, back in the saddle for another night of talking NBA hoops. And joining me here to help me break it all down, it's Sleepy J. Sleepy, what's going on, my friend? How are you doing this Friday evening? Hanging on for dear life with the NBA. It's uh, been a rough day. <laughs> a lot of blowouts. I got my rear end kicked. I'm, I'm hanging on to our best bet that was on the podcast. I'm hoping that it cashes, but uh, it's been a rough Friday. Yeah, we're taking it on the chin a little bit here. Hopefully, I know you gave out the Knicks and the Sixers as your best bet on the Friday card. Wasn't looking very good, at least in the first half, where it was a 75-55 score in favor of the New York Knicks, 130 points in the first half, but they only scored a combined 39 points to the Knicks and the Sixers. Right now, they're at 119.85 with about a little over four minutes to go. It looks like the subs are coming in right now, so... Hopefully that under of 231 and a half that you gave out as your best bet at least salvages our night here because my best bet on the Thunder minus a five and a half was not even close. They were getting their doors blown off in that first quarter. Um, The Nets were out to a 39 to 21 lead um, and the rest was pretty much history. They were up by 28 points at the half by a score of 75 to 47 but yeah taking it on the chin here a little bit and then our player prop best bet you know if this game was closely before the wizards and the cavaliers i think this would have got to the window for us but as bad as the wizards have been this season and have been against the Cavs, at least over the last two games that they've two teams have faced each other the Cavs taking care of business on their home floor just absolutely blowing the doors off of the cleveland cavaliers and for Jared Allen, we had the rebounds and assist over 17 and a half at even money. Had 15 through three quarters. And again, like we mentioned, because it, it was a blowout, no need for Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen to be out there in the fourth quarter sleepy. But uh, hopefully we can uh, get a new winning streak started on the Saturday card. I think we will. I think that's kind of the the story of the day. A lot of blowouts. The Wizards got beat by like 25. Indy put up 150. I mean, they beat Atlanta soundly. Boston put a beating on Utah. It's just a lot of blowouts today. Currently, right now, the Pelicans are in the middle of getting smashed. So are the Rockets in Philadelphia. They're getting smashed. So, you know, if you if you had the right side of the blowout, good for you. If you had the wrong side of the blowout, um, I feel your pain today because I was on a couple of the teams that got absolutely smashed. So we'll improve. Um, it's going to happen a couple of times this year for sure. I mean, that's just, you know, the name of the game, especially in the NBA. But I have a feeling we're going to come back with a strong Saturday. Yeah, let's let's put uh, the Friday card in the trash can and we'll move on to the Saturday schedule here in the association. Only four games on the schedule uh, on Saturday. Seven of the eight teams that are playing on Saturday are in a back to back situation. They did play Friday night. The only team that is not um, on a back to back situation is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks, who are in Houston to take on the Rockets. And you know, since there's only four games, you're sleepy, we'll, we'll go through all of them here. Uh, on the Saturday card here. So let's start it off with, with a 7-10 Eastern start between the Boston Celtics and the Indiana Pacers. Currently, the Celtics are a 5.5-point road favorite here in Indiana with a total of 245.5. And, uh, and like we mentioned, both teams coming off of relatively easy victories on Friday night, uh, the starters for both teams honestly didn't play a lot of minutes here, but this is going to be a rematch of what we saw in the in-season um, tournament in the knockout stage here, Sleepy. Let's start with the side here, minus five and a half in favor of the Boston Celtics. 
What are your thoughts on the side here? The side I would probably lean to the Pacers here. And I think one of the reasons why is because this team, you just can't, you can't stop them right now. They're scoring 120 points in like, I think like six straight games in a row. I actually would look at the over before I looked at the side, but if I had to take the side, it would take the Pacers. But we know that Boston, if you, if you put them out on the floor with a team that can run, that's hard to defend. And I think you'd agree the Pacers are a tough team to defend that there's a, a high probability that the game's going to go over, but now, Boston's a team that to, to, to just go out there and light up the scoreboard and fill it up. It don't matter who's on the floor with them. But I think when you put them up against a team like the Pacers, uh, 246 and a half feels low. It's funny to say that because, you know, a couple of years back, you know, we, we didn't see totals like this. But this game kind of has like 140, 130 written all over it. That's just That's just my opinion. I would play the over before I played the side, but if I did play the side, uh, I would probably go ahead and take the Pacers because their offense is just burning and turning right now. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, you take a look at a league-wide trend this season and teams that are on back-to-back situations, the over is actually cashing uh, at a 60-plus percent rate uh, towards the over. And you mentioned it, right? The Boston Celtics are also a great offensive team. And the Pacers, right? I mean, we've talked about this a lot throughout the season is that they play with one pace and that's go, go, go. And they try to outscore you uh, without playing any defense and case in point, like on Friday night where they played the Atlanta Hawks and they put up 150 points in regulation and they put up 142 points in the prior game against the Milwaukee Bucks as well. So that's all been led by, you know, their superstar all-star player in Tyrese Halliburton. One of the more offensive efficient teams are the Indiana Pacers. So, I agree with you about the over. I'd lean to the Boston Celtics side here um, just because, you know, I think they do have a little bit of revenge on their mind uh, after they did get eliminated by the uh, Indiana Pacers in the in-season tournament. Uh, On the season, um, as I mentioned, teams that are are playing on back-to-back situations, the over is cashing at a 59.3% rate. Um, So, again, with these two two teams obviously on back-to-back situations, I love the over with you at 245.5. Half. Getting over to the next game on the schedule here, another 7-10 Eastern start. Two teams also on a back-to-back situation here. The New York Knicks, they will be traveling from Philadelphia to the nation's capital to take on the Washington Wizards. Currently, as it stands, the Knicks are an eight-point favorite in the nation's capital with a total of 238.5. And we mentioned the Wizards uh, earlier on this uh, podcast here, Sleepy, that they've gotten their doors blown off in both games against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They played each other on Wednesday night. That was a 39-point loss for the Washington Wizards. And then again, they took it on the chin uh, tonight against the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers as well, losing that game by 24 points. And now you have a New York Knicks team uh, post uh, OG and an OB trade that, number one, looks really good on the defensive side of the basketball in a team already, the Washington Wizards who have been struggling to put up points, and now they have to go up against this New York team, uh, New York Knicks uh, defense here. What are you thinking about the side here? Minus eight in favor of the Knicks. I'd probably go ahead and just play the Knicks here. It like I I talked a couple of times. Like it's tough to trust some of these teams to go out there and really play tough. And we've seen Washington just get boat raced. I mean, how many times this year? Uh, they're going to be off another crushing defeat, but. Now, you talked about, you know, the Knicks going ahead and bringing in guys and getting rid of guys. And since they brought in OG, uh, that team has won, what, like three straight games. Randall has taken over. 
He scored like 35 plus, I think, in the last two games. I don't know what he had tonight. My guess is that he probably had another, uh, at least a half decent night. I mean, the Knicks ended up winning that game and that best bet cash. So happy about that. But I mean, the Knicks are just playing really good basketball. And do they want to come off of, you know, playing Philadelphia and, and having a performance like that to play in one of the league's worst teams? and just rolling out a dud. I don't think so. This is a game that all your hard work over the last couple of days, especially since the trade's been finalized, do you want to go out and roll kind of a goose egg game against the Wizards? No, you want to go and you want to finish finish them off as well, and you should probably go out there and cover against that team. So it would be the Knicks for me. I actually think that that number actually might go a little bit higher. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. But, yeah, I, I kind of like the Knicks there in that spot. Yeah, I think this is a smash spot here for the New York Knicks. Um, like you mentioned, they've now won um, three straight games with uh, OG and Anobi uh, being traded from the Raptors over to the Knicks. And in over the last three games with OG and Anobi and this you know new lineup for the New York Knicks, uh, they've held all three of their opponents uh, to less than uh, I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers here for the uh, New York Knicks defense. Um, so over the la- tonight they held. Let's just start with there with the Sixers. They held the Sixers uh, to uh, 92 points in that game. They held the Chicago Bulls to 100 and the Minnesota Timberwolves to 106 points. So, and like I mentioned, this team that's already struggling offensively in the uh, Washington Wizards. I think if you want to take a look at a Wizards team total under in this game, I think that might be worth a look here as well. But I do think this is a smash spot here for the New York Knicks. I think they'd come in here and take, in your, take care of business. So if I told you that Julius Randle tonight went 1 of 11 from the floor, you probably would have thought that the Knicks ended up losing this game. But the depth on this team for the New York Knicks has been um, is kind of what led them in this game here. OG Ananobi and... Julius Randle combined to go four for 22, but Jalen Brunson, 11 of 20 from the floor in 32 minutes. He led the team with 30 points. Isaiah Hardenstein chipped in with 17. So they have different guys on this New York Knicks team that can contribute offensively for you. And guys coming off the bench, Miles McBride is starting to get minutes for this team. Josh Hart off the bench in 30 minutes tonight had 15 rebounds for the New York Knicks. Um, And you take a look at this Wizards team, right? It's guys that they rely on offensively it's pretty much Kyle Kuzma Jordan Poole has been a shell of himself this season and hasn't the trade with the Golden State Warriors doesn't look very good for the Wizards right now especially with the contract that Jordan Poole does bring over uh to this Washington Wizards team so I think that the Knicks do come in uh to this um game against the Wizards and they do cover this eight points I think it's going to be um, a tough time, at least scoring the basketball for the Washington Wizards. Yeah, very surprising that Randall went out there and had that type of game. I would have easily have said, yeah, they, they probably got beat in that game. But I think that the fact that OG and Randall went out there and they were 4 for 22, that it's going to be really tough to go ahead and, and keep those guys from having probably much, much better games, uh, probably you know big rebound type games. Um, I could see the entire Knicks lineup going off. The depth is important, and I think that that's – you can't win a championship if, if you don't have depth, and this is uh, something that the Knicks have to be confident in, and the fact that those guys are getting – you know, Grimes played 24 minutes tonight, Hart played 30, McBride went out there, had 15 minutes. Like, those guys are, are probably happy right now that they're able to go out there and play. And I know the game was a, was a blowout, but I think at least kind of getting your rotation figured out and, and the – 
the guys who are really going to go ahead and contribute and, and make a difference, seeing those guys go out there and get their minutes, it's got to make them happy that, you know, that they're just not sitting on the bench, riding the bench. So I could see a full team effort coming in here from the Knicks, and there's no way that OG and Randall have, have the type of game that they had today. Surprisingly, I don't know how the Knicks won by that many, but they did. I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, um, Sleepy. With, with the trade, obviously, with OG and Anobi coming over to the Knicks and them departing with Emmanuel Quickly and RJ Barrett, do you take this Knicks team as a serious contender either in the Eastern Conference, or do you still think there's a couple of uh, moves that they still need to make to maybe solidify this roster to take them as a serious contender in the Eastern Conference? See, I don't know if I would make any moves right now because they still, I think they, they're going to need a little bit of time to go ahead and see if this works. Clearly, defense is, is going to be their, their hallmark with this team. So I would say see how things work out maybe over the next month. And if they think that they might need like another score or something like that, um, maybe that's a way to go. I mean, I don't know if uh, Hartenstein is, is the, you know, cure-all, end-all for the center position, but or DiVincenzo at, at shooting guard. I mean, there are different guys that they can probably bring in too to go ahead and, and you know, make this like a legit championship roster. But right now, um, I think you have to at least let it play out and let – let, like, because you know, OG's not going to the bench, that that's not going to happen, right. So, you have to have him out there with Randall, you have to have him out there with Brunson, and at least let those three guys go ahead and get comfortable together and let Tibbs go ahead and figure out the rotations, what's working, what's not. And then, maybe if they're like, you know what, we're really good on defense, you know, maybe we're struggling a little bit in this area of scoring or something, then maybe you go out there and you find a guy that can go ahead and help you. So uh, right now, I don't see any reason why you would panic. I mean, you just won three straight three straight games with, with the trade that you made. So I think they'll be a contender. Um, it just depends on how much how much chips they want to push in the middle, you know, when the time comes. I mean, what do we have left? Like another, uh, what, five weeks before the trade deadline? So yeah. maybe, th- maybe they're going to feel really comfortable, you know, as we get, you know, closer and closer. And then maybe they're just like, all right, let's, let's do it. You know, let's, let's, let's make that big move and, and go all in. So I wouldn't be shocked if we see that because how long are we going to see a, you know, a first round exit, second round exit Knicks? I mean, they're going to get tired of that after a while. And you now you paid Brunson all this money to go ahead and improve your team. And while Julius Randall's still performing at a high level and you just brought OG and it's like, it, it feels like it's got to have to happen now, either this year or next year, because it hasn't happened in you know, the last couple. So yeah. That, that's kind of where I'm at. Contender, I think they could end up making a big, big move and, and you know, potentially being something serious. Yeah, I think that, you know, we, we've seen the rumors of Donovan Mitchell ending up at Madison Square Garden with the Knicks. I feel like they are a a star scoring player pairing with Jalen Brunson away from, I think, being a legitimate contender in the Eastern Conference because you have – you take a look at the construction of this roster with the Knicks, right? You have your defensive horses like we talked about in OG Ananobi. Dante DiVincenzo can play some great defense. And you have guys like Josh Hart who, you know, he'll you know, he'll die for those loose balls. He'll he'll do the dirty work for this New York Knicks team. So I think when you talk about the three levels, uh, when I look at an uh, NBA team and a, if they're a legitimate championship contender, I think the New York Knicks are just one star player away, um, you know, from being, I think, a legitimate contender in the Eastern Conference. 
Uh, Sleepy, getting over to the next game on the Saturday card. That's going to be the team we just talked about, the Philadelphia 76ers. They are uh, in a home-and-home situation. They are going to welcome the Utah Jazz. The Jazz are traveling from Boston to Philadelphia. Um, We're talking about the Sixers just getting their doors blown off by the New York Knicks, uh, a a 36 points, and also the Utah Jazz also getting blown out by the Boston Celtics with a final score of one 26 to 97, a 29 point loss for the Utah Jazz here. Right now, as it stands on DraftKings, the Philadelphia 76ers are a 12 and a half point home favorite here, with a total currently sitting at 237 and a half in this game here. Sleepy, what are you thinking about the uh, side or total here? Well, I think when you have blowout, blowout kind of situation we have here, Philly got blown out, Utah got blown out. Uh, gave up a ton of points. I, I would Philly give up 128, and Utah gave up right around that same margin, 126 to Boston. Mm-hmm. You would expect both teams to come in here and focus on defense first. And I think one of the things you do have to worry about with Philadelphia is the fact that it is a back-to-back. You never know if Embiid's going to sit. You never know if if a guy like Tobias Harris might sit or something like that. Um, I, w- I would first go ahead and, and look at that under – I don't know if I want to lay 12 and a half with Philly, especially after a performance like this. And it's just, it's tough to lay. It's tough to lay really any points against a team that just got blown out. And I understand Philly got blown out, but still Utah got, they got boat race. So you would think that they would come in here with a little bit better of an effort. I think the easy pick here is the under, uh, just because it is, you know, blowout team versus blowout team. So under for me, um, I don't think really there's a whole lot of handicap that needs to go into that. It's um, I mean, that that would be one of the first picks I probably picked off the board um, for the NBA Saturday card. Yeah, I think that for Sixers, you know, giving up a hundred and twenty eight points in New York Knicks, I think the first focus for them would be tightening it up on the defensive side of the basketball here. Right. And, you know, when we talk about this Philadelphia 76ers team early in the season, they were one of those teams that were top 10 in offensive efficiency and on the defensive side of the basketball. So I'm not sure if I do want to lay the the points here with the Philadelphia 76ers. Do I think this could turn into a blowout? Because I think that Joel Embiid, if he does end up playing in this game, I know it's a back-to-back situation, um, that he's going to be a matchup problem for this Utah Jazz team uh, in this game. I, I know they have Walker Kessler, but I think Walker Kessler is a guy that could get into foul trouble like a lot of big opposing big men do against Joel Embiid. And I would expect Embiid, if he does play in this game, to have a big scoring night uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't trust this Utah Jazz team on the road. They've been absolutely atrocious thus far this season uh, on the road. I think it was a little telling for me as well when they were uh, on their home floor and they went into overtime against the Detroit Pistons and the amount of points that they gave up in that game. But on the road this season, the Utah Jazz 5-14 and 14 straight up. 8-11 and 11 against the spread. They're allowing 121.4 points per game uh, in in those situations. And also the Philadelphia 76ers, right? They've responded pretty well uh, when they have uh, lost a previous game this season. If you take a look at the numbers for uh, the Sixers in the situation where they have lost the game, they followed that game up. Uh, they followed up. The following game in a nice way, they're seven and three straight up, seven and three against the spread, averaging 117 points per game. So um, if MB does play end up playing in this game, I would look at MB props in this game. But I think I also do like this Philadelphia 76ers team total 
to go over in this game. I'm just not a believer in this Utah Jazz, uh, defense, um, you know, when it comes to this team, especially being on the road, like I mentioned. Uh, sleepy last game on the Saturday card. That's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. They are in Houston to take on the Rockets. Milwaukee coming off of uh, edging out the um, San Antonio Spurs on Thursday night. They get a day off traveling from San Antonio, San Antonio to Houston. Houston is playing on Friday night. They were hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they are also getting their doors blown off in this game. Um, and they actually did end up losing this game, did the Houston Rockets by a final score of 122 to 95, a 27 point loss for the Houston Rockets. And now they wait, Giannis Dame uh, coming into their building. Currently, as it stands, Sleepy, the Bucks are a five point road favorite here with a total of 238 and a half. What are your thoughts on this game? I actually think that your Houston Rockets would be the, the side that I went to. And a lot of that's only due to the fact that Dame Lillard's struggling right now. Uh, his shot selection has been actually quite poor recently. Uh, he hasn't gone, well, he's gone over 25 points, let's see, once in the last couple games. I mean, he, he just seems like he, he's just in a little bit of a funk right now. And I think in order to go on the road in a back-to-back situation, um, you know, when it comes to, to Houston, um, I, I just think that you need to be a, you need to at least have all your guys at least going out there playing. I don't want to say their best basketball, but at least playing, you know, pretty good basketball. Now, Dame will probably light it up tomorrow for 45 or something like that and, and make me sound like an idiot. I it's just something just seems off with him right now. So I would go ahead. I would I would back the Rockets here. That's kind of kind of where I would go with that game. I think the only pause I have about this Rockets team is. At the beginning of the season, um, so the season-long numbers defensively, they're still the fourth-best-rated uh, defense in the entire league with a rating of right around 110.9. Uh, but if you take a look at what they have done over the last five games from a defensive rating standpoint, they've fallen all the way down to number 20 with a rating of 118.5. And you take a look at what's kind of transpired for this Rockets team. I know they were dominating at home, but you just take a look at some of the points that they have given up to, I think, legitimate teams, we can say, over the course of uh, the past couple games here. So tonight they gave up 122 to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They gave up 131 to the Philadelphia 76ers, 129 to the um, Phoenix Suns, 123 to the Indiana Pacers, and those were all in losing efforts. They did have you know, two games in there against the Nets and the Detroit Pistons. And at that point, who wasn't beating the Detroit Pistons until the Toronto uh, Raptors, um, until the Detroit Pistons beat the Toronto Raptors to snap that losing streak. And also, I know the Brooklyn Nets got the job done against the Oklahoma City Thunder on Friday night, but that was a team like we talked about yesterday that started off the season red hot covering the spread and they just had fallen off over the last 12 games prior to the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But I think this the matchup right now, especially without Dylan Brooks uh, on the floor, who's their defensive anchor. I think that Giannis is going to have a big game in the, in this game against the Houston Rockets. I would actually look at the Rockets here laying the five points, and they haven't been very good in back to back situations um, this season. Have the Houston Rockets, so I think this is a big game for Giannis here uh, against the Houston Rockets, um, and I would lay the five points here on the road with. Um, uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks 
going up against the Rockets. And just to put into context here, the Houston Rockets in back-to-back situations, just one and four uh, straight up, and they are two, two and one against a spread, four and one to the over, but they are allowing 125 points per game uh, over the five games where they have been in back-to-back situations. Sleepy, let's get over to our best bets uh, here for the Saturday card. Uh, Where do you want to go with your best bet? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go right back to that Philly game. I think that that is the best bet on the board here is to go ahead and play Philly, Utah under the total. Uh, Like I just said, you know, it's it's a team that just got blown out against a team that just got blown out. The first thing that's going to be said is you guys can't go out there and play like that on defense and give up almost 130 points a game. And when the message is sent to both of those teams that that's the focus, because I think that that probably will be the focus, that both teams are going to come into this one, probably not play sloppy basketball. They'll probably avoid, you know, going ahead and turn the ball over. And you really, I mean, some of these totals, I mean, you really only need like one down quarter. Like you were talking about with Philadelphia before with my best bet. I was in trouble at halftime, Mm -hmm. but I had that one quarter where, they went out there. They couldn't make much shots. They slowed everything down. They tried to recuperate, get things together. They end up having a 39-point quarter, and then the game goes under by 10 points. So I think that, you know, playing unders is is scary in today's NBA. But like I just said, I mean, it only takes really like one quarter. And if the message to both teams is, is being sent to go out there and at least play some defense and slow things down and don't play so sloppy, I could see that game going under. I think that total actually will come down to 37 and a half. It just feels too high, but I think the situational motivation with both of these teams, that that's that's the best bet that I see on the board for sure. All right, there we go. So best bet for Sleepy, that's going to be the under in the Utah Jazz and the Philadelphia 76ers game. Currently, that number is sitting at 237.5. I'm going to go to that first game that we talked about. I think we agreed both on a play here in this game between the Boston Celtics and the Indiana Pacers. That's going to be the over in this game at 245.5. I won't be surprised, um, you know, come afternoon on Saturday that this number is creeping closer towards 247, 250 in this game. But you have two teams that have been very good offensively this season. There's been no question about that. Uh, you take a look at the Indiana Pacers season long. Uh, they are the number one offensive rated team. The Boston Celtics right behind them, number two. And when we talk about playing overs, it's I like looking at pace. Indiana right now, the number one team as far as pace goes in the entire association. And they force you to play at their pace. You know, they, they're they not going to slow it down uh, in the half-court setting. And like I mentioned, we talked about it. Like, they just want to go out there and they're going to try to outscore you. Aside, back-to-back nights, they've gone back to their form of just putting up points, 140-plus points in back-to-back games against the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, and I think that's going to continue in this game for the Indiana Pacers as well. And the Boston Celtics often speaks for itself, right? We saw them put up 125 plus points against the Utah Jazz. Um, they've been very uh, efficient offensively over the last five games. They are top five uh, are the Boston Celtics in offensive rating. So I think that's going to continue here. I think we'll see a lot of pace in this game, a lot of shots being put up and a lot of points being scored. So I'll go with the over 245 and a half as my best bet between the Boston Celtics and the Indiana Pacers on the Saturday card. Sleepy, a lot of great things happening right now uh, on pregame.com. Why don't you let our listeners know what they can take advantage of when it comes to uh, pregame.com? Yeah, if you guys go to pregame.com and you pick up anything there at the website, you guys can save 20% by simply entering code HOOPS20. That's H-O-O-P-S-2-0, Hoops 20, 
save you guys 20% off anything there at pregame.com. On Monday, we have the College Football National Championship. I know there are many handicappers right now that have that pickup. And you also have the NFL playoffs that are going to be coming up here shortly. Uh, guys will be getting their playoff packages up. And you guys could save 20% there at pregame.com. Get all the picks for Wild Card Weekend. That's certainly going to be something that you guys definitely want to go ahead and take advantage of. So, again, go to pregame.com in that coupon code area. Enter hoops20. Save yourself 20% there on anything at pregame.com. There we go. One order of business left here, Sleepy, and that is going to be trying to find a winner. And I think we do have one in our pocket here for uh, our player prop best bet for the Saturday card here. I'm going to turn this one over to you. Where are we going for our player prop best bet for the Saturday card? I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up and... Let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1. And all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and Five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. All right, well, we're going to go right back to the game that you were just talking about, Indiana Pacers, Boston Celtics. Now, currently, we do not have a line on this, but we're going to go ahead and project that Halliburton, his points, rebounds, and assists, is going to come out somewhere in that 43-and-a-half area. For the game tonight went off, the total was 260, and his PRA was 45-and-a-half. So we're going to see a reduction in total, so I would expect a reduction in his PRA. Uh, slightly but I mean this Indiana Pacers team I mean they're just insane like this is one of the teams that 
they kind of remind me of like the Golden State Warriors where they were just pushing the pace so much. And they knew where the basketball was going before it even got there. And the player knew he was going to get the ball before he even got it. Uh, just look at Indiana's assist tonight, 50 to 21. Like, how do you have, like, you're plus 29 in assists. It's one of the things that they that they just do. I mean, they're exceptional. But Halliburton, he's like, he's their main guy. He had 18 assists tonight. He only played 25 minutes. That game was an absolute blowout. So I think he's going to be fresh. And I, I would I would assume against a team like Boston that he plays close to 40 minutes. And if I could get 40 minutes out of Halliburton, uh, his PRA tonight after just 25 minutes was at 36. So if I can get him at 40, I feel like 43 and a half, 44 and a half, somewhere in that area, um, that that's just not going to be enough. I could see him going ahead and, and scoring a decent amount, but the assists for him and rebounds, it's just tough. I mean, he, he kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't want to say a Russell Westbrook, but a guy who's going to eventually just start burning and churning a lot, just spitting out triple doubles kind of nightly. Um, so, yeah, it's just 43 and a half, 44 and a half. I think it's just a little bit too low for that game. So it goes right into your over. You know, we're going to go ahead and try to attack a player in that game. So I think Halliburton's the way to go. Allie notched his first career triple-double against the Boston Celtics earlier this season in that in-season tournament. Uh, he finished that game with 26 points, 10 rebounds, and 13 assists. And like you mentioned tonight, the points weren't there for him. They didn't. He didn't really need to uh, score tonight for the Indiana Pacers, but he did dish out, like you mentioned, 18 assists. And over the last five games uh, for Tyrese Halliburton, he's averaging 16.8 assists per game. He's had three games over the last five, uh, three of the last five games where he's had 18 or more assists, including two games where he had uh, back-to-back games of 20-plus assists uh, for the Indiana Pacers. So, um, yeah, I love this uh, play here. I think it'll be led by Halley tomorrow. Expect him to have a better scoring night. Um, I think the shot volume will definitely be there for him. And I don't think we've talked a lot about how Drew Holiday has struggled on the defensive side of the uh, ball here for the Boston Celtics. You know, traditionally, we when we talk about great two-way players, Drew Holiday's name, Jimmy Butler's name, those guys come at the top of the list. But this season, Drew Holiday just hasn't been that guy on the defensive side of the basketball for the Boston Celtics. But this should be a fun game to watch. Hopefully, Tyrese Halliburton uh, gets us to the window with this PRA, currently projecting it at around 43.5 for this game against the Boston Celtics. So, again, best bet for our player prop, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, PRA uh, projected to be 43.5. We'll go with the over on that against the Boston Celtics. So, maybe that is going to wrap it up, my friend, for this uh, NBA podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Short schedule on the Saturday card in the association, but we broke down every game of the four uh, on the schedule here. But anything else you want to mention, my friend, before we do get out of here? Uh, no. Good luck. Hopefully hopefully Saturday treats you better than, than Friday. At least hopefully my Saturday treats me better than my Friday. Friday was kind of crappy. I'm just looking to go ahead and get through the night. Got a big snowstorm coming up here on the East Coast, so... I'm uh, getting my shovel ready and salt and all that stuff like that. They're calling for like 10 plus inches. So it's going to be the first snowfall of the season here on the East Coast. I'll probably maybe do some sleigh riding or something with my daughter. And uh, hopefully I don't hit any parked cars or trees and mess myself up. And you guys get me back here next next week. Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, just be careful out there. I know uh, the East Coast, it's that time of the year where we start seeing snow coming down. Um yeah enjoy your time in the snow with your daughter hopefully 
It's all fun. And we'll be back next week for the NBA podcast on RJ Bell stream preview. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Enjoy the games. And we'll talk to you guys down the road.